Jerica, let me show you how to make a Spanish cuisine. Hello and welcome to the GemCast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In episode 28, The Talent Search Part 2, as the holograms deliberate over which semi-finalist will be their new drummer, the misfits try to bribe one of them to reveal Gem's secret identity. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Well, we are at the conclusion of the two-part episode, which, of course, once again, is written by Christy Marks. And I'm so glad that she wrote both parts because I, I think the it would be a bit uneven if they had uh, hired somebody else sort of in the middle of it. If only they had gotten the same animators to do both parts, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you weren't happy with the animation? Dude, no. the, the animation was, like, noticeably depreciated. As a matter of fact, only the scene with Rhea and Eric in the sushi restaurant is the same quality as last week's episode. So I think that like last week's animators probably drew it because, you know, it's like it's a cliffhanger, whatever. But after that, we, we go back to the B team. Like it becomes really obvious really fast. I Yeah, I did notice it in, yeah. in, in a couple of parts, but uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention to it as much as as much as I should have. Well, during the, the drum off, there uh craig there's some things that craig is doing where it's like this just looks weird and gem dancing around as she's singing i was like oh this is really cool like we're seeing her be a little bit more dynamic like holding a mic because we see the video type things where she's you know singing and moving around but usually when she's holding a mic she's not like really dancing and and it was it was kind of weird there were some weird weird body things happening all right, well, we'll get to that. So let's just uh, dive right in. We open with Jerrica bringing the good news to the holograms that ticket sales for the Talent Search concert have sold out. The rest of the band are wondering how Shayna would feel about this and if she is still mad about the entire situation. Jerrica suggests it's time they find out, so she calls up Shayna. But before Jerrica has a chance to speak with her, Shayna hangs up because of Liz Stratton's demanding nature. It turns out Shayna's designs for one of Liz's co-stars are so gorgeous that they make her look better. Liz tears up Shayna's designs and tells her to remember that when she remakes her designs. She's just such an awful person. But you know what? At least Liz Stratton is awful in a way that we can all understand what the heck is Mm -hmm. up with the fact that the holograms have not called shana one damn time since all this started since they chased her out the house you know nobody has picked up a phone nobody should like they didn't even send a postcard congratulations on your new job no nothing they don't even know what's going on and i'm mad about that they're horrible friends in this episode i just have to say i i am too as well and shana is actually in this moment i mean she's She's a bit shaken up at the fact that, you know, she's spent all this time and, and effort into making these designs and to see them shredded right in front of her. I mean, I can understand why she's upset about it. And she, in fact, actually questions herself in this scene. And she says, you know, what have I gotten myself into? 
And uh, we jump straight in to a Gem in the Holograms music video called Show Me The Way, which is actually uh, a song we've heard before on previous episodes, not for quite some time, though, uh, but it's kind of just being repackaged, and uh, obviously they, they've done a, a new music video. Now, I don't remember what the original music video was like. Do either of you have any thoughts about that? Have you have you done any, com- any comparisons? Do, do you feel that the song... Uh, works maybe better in this uh, in this episode or what? I uh, okay. So I watched this episode like two hours ago, and I don't remember the song at all. So <laughs> sad. It does I, sort of sneak up on you, and it's just like, what's happening? What? Um, I actually I don't remember the context for uh, the first episode, even though it has not been that long since we we all watched this together. But I don't remember the context of this song showed up in in the first episode and this one you know it, i mean it makes sense thematically it actually does fit right here and you know it's basically Shayna daydreaming about how she's sad that she can't just run back to her friends and she just wants to cry well i think I, I i think with the with the video with the theme of the video too i mean Shayna uh, is feeling a bit lost and in the video she's in a maze and she's feeling trapped and she doesn't know how to get out so it's i mean clearly supposed to be like a metaphor for the situation that she's in yeah oh my god where was i it just (laughs) it really wasn't that because first of all i have to say this whole thing where shayna is like sad and and crying and letting this this horrible white woman walk all over her it it's not exactly completely out of character for her but it's it just it doesn't feel right like it Mm -hmm. feels like she should have already slapped this woman down thrown her out a window right and and run away uh you know from the police or something um i mean this is the woman who when when she almost got drowned by the the visual artist she <laughs> laid into him right like, you know but but she can't stand up to this to this woman and well was it in the the oh shoot when someone steals her designs when like the misfits steal her designs oh, and she's right. like f that like i'm i'm going right and i'm getting that shit back from them sorry <laughs> yeah no she's yeah she she gets her angry black woman on so easily and and i don't know i feel like basically what's going on in the shana plot and they don't even like in both of these episodes we only return to the shana plot grudgingly because they're like oh right we have to show that shane is having a horrible time um and it's all just in service of the fact that she's gonna leave this woman eventually and and come back to the holograms but first she has to suffer because we still have some other plot to get through (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean i guess there's also kind of that dynamic of employer employee where like i don't know i probably shouldn't but i've been known to let my employers walk all over me until it gets to like a breaking breaking point and i'm like yeah no this isn't gonna happen anymore um so maybe there's like some of that going on but um yeah it's weird it does not seem like her at all to me yeah i i agree with you uh, guys about sort of the all of a sudden we got to resolve all this stuff with Shayna at the end but uh yeah we'll, we'll see how that plays out at Misfits Music, Eric Raymond, Pizzazz, Roxy, and Jetta discuss how it's not going to be easy to bribe Rhea to join the record label. Pizzazz Wait. suggests... Go Sorry. Ahead. 
sorry, I think we skipped the fact that we were in the sushi restaurant in the beginning of this episode, weren't we? No. Didn't start yeah. at the sushi restaurant. It did. I don't I, recall any sushi restaurants. So there was a recap at the it, very beginning where yeah. they explained what was going on, but it does, I'm pretty sure, because I, I just saw this episode. Right, no, but at the... The uh, the last episode ended with Eric saying, "Yes, tell me what Jem's real name is." Right. And then the episode, the recap, basically seamlessly glides into Rhea being like, "No, no, I can't," and walking out of the restaurant. But she didn't do that in the last episode. She okay, did that in the very beginning of this. Technically, episode. the episode starts like right where the, the opening credits that say part two. It's Jerrica getting off the phone with the ticket sales agent. So that's technically the start of the episode. Right, but still, we missed talking about how she, how Reyes said no to Eric Raymond. Like sure. she definitely said okay. no. Fair I'm enough. Just saying, we should mention that. In, yeah, at this point. no, definitely. I remember that as being part of the last episode. So I'm, you know. <laughs> okay. You know. Well, it's important. We all agreed it's, imp- it's it important. It is. Yeah. To, to explain that she's just not accepting this money. Yes, that is the main thing. Yes. Pizzazz suggests there's always the other guy. She's referring to the semifinalist Craig Phillips. Stormer walks in and introduces the misfits to her brother, Craig Phillips. Everyone in the group, including Eric, looks surprised. Eric tries to persuade Craig to help them destroy the misfits. Is he up to the task? All Eric wants to do is reveal Jem's true identity. Of course, oh, that's all he wants to do, right? No, no big deal. Right. I love oh actually what Pizzazz says here. I love what she says. Uh, she actually says, you see, what's good for Jem is bad for the misfits. And what's bad for Jem is good for the misfits. And what's good for the misfits is good for your dear, sweet sister, Stormer. This is third grade logic. It is like, third grade logic. I'm pretty sure I had these conversations when I was less than 10. Yeah. Well, it's yes. not work. None of this is working on Craig because he actually says, I'm a little out of touch. None of this really means much to me. Right, he didn't even know until Stormer ran out of the room in the last episode no. to go find him and explain to him all of this Gem and the Holograms Misfits rivalry, which I would love to have actually seen that episode where she was like, so you're trying to be in the band that's the rival to my band, but you're my brother and that's not going to work out for us. Well, after unsuccessfully trying to buy Craig's allegiance, Jetta tells Stormer to do something about Craig. Pizzazz blackmails her and says that if she doesn't persuade Craig, she'll be kicked out of the band. Stormer reminds Craig that if she ever needed anything from him, to just ask. Craig caves and agrees to go along with the plan, but only for Stormer's sake. The next morning, we see Craig and Aja going for a jog through the park. Craig stops as they cross a bridge and confesses that he only entered the contest to get close to Aja. And Aja says Ugh. that she's glad he did and they kiss. Oh my then God. the most awkward transition in this scene, Craig tells Aja, oh, there's just one thing. Uh, I need to know who Jem really is. And Aja gets defensive and says that she can't divulge her identity. And he flips out. And he says, so I'm good enough to become your drummer but not good enough to trust maybe i should drop out of the competition does this sound like anyone else we know so i feel <laughs> like what happened was this craig you know arrived at the mansion to pick aja up for their running date and he was standing in the hallway and he is approached by a purple haired young man 
named Rio. And Rio's like, hey, Craig, I hear you and Aja are going out on a date. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm Rio. I'm Jerrica's boyfriend and Jem's boyfriend. And I just want you to know that anytime you want something out of these ladies, first you act sweet and nice. And then when they won't give it to you, you become abusive. That is mm. how you get things done around here. He's like, hey, man, thanks for the tip. And they're like, it's all right, bro. And then they fist bump. And and then Aja comes downstairs. And that that is what I feel is the I missing scene. I think that's scene. pretty accurate. Yeah. Because it, that it sounds made, accurate. Because, like, Craig is so sweet. I mean, well, that's he the is. whole thing. It's like, he's Stormer's brother. And Stormer is the sweet one. And he's, like, even sweeter than her. So, like, for him to, like, randomly become Rio in the middle of the scene... Well, right? this is and where I felt it got weird because after he flips out, he like comes to his senses, but it, it seems it's so th this whole th apology thing and like it happens so quickly. He says, I'm sorry, I'll never ask you again, Aja, I swear. And Aja says, I trust you, Craig, but Jim's secret is, is hers to reveal, not mine. And he goes, Jim, who? And that's the end. It's like, okay, I don't know. Do you think, do either of you think that? that's a realistic reaction by Aja. Like if you knew this guy that you or just, let's just hypothetically say you've been dating this guy for, I, I don't know what period of time they've been dating. Let's just say it's like a month or something. No, no, it's not it's, even a month. It's this days. Is like a week. Okay. Yeah. A week. week at most. Let's say you're dating this guy for a week. Seems really sweet. Then suddenly ask this kind of like uh, invasive question about someone's privacy. And he he blows up in front of you. Are you just going to like accept that apology just so quickly, like then pretend nothing happened? Nope. No. As a matter like, of fact, that seems like a like, red flag about somebody's like uh, personality. I just I also just thought like Craig, you know she 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 hasn't seen she hasn't even seen your penis yet. Okay, <laughs> she's not going to spill secrets. <laughs> she hasn't even seen what you got. It's probably blue. All right. It is probably blue. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just bursts out with, I like you, Aja. I like you a lot. Mm -hmm. So tell me about Jim. They haven't had sex the one yet. And he's asking about these secrets. Craig has no chill. He has no chill. It's not okay. But I, I also thought he was going to turn into a Hulk in that earlier scene. I have um, the screenshot of it where Craig just... It, once again, we come back to the animators. The animators like made Craig really bulky. He's huge. He's like he man, yeah. and he just and and the the scene in the in the um office with Eric and the misfits. At one point, you know, he turns toward the camera and it's like really close up on him. He's got like this huge body and his eyes are kind of purple. And I was like, is he about to Hulk out? Is that what's happening here? Because mm -hmm. his shirt was purple too. So he's like had purple shirt, purple. Eyes. I was like, he's about to Hulk out. I kind of just wish happen. that he sounded like his voice sounded like Macho Man Randy Savage or something. <laughs> and then and yeah, so then it's like kind of weird that in this in this scene he kind of sort of like get edges closer to hulking out. He's like, I want you to trust me. But then he goes back to his sweet self. But yeah, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense that Aja was like, I'll forgive you for your strange outburst of realness. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Mm. And also my favorite, my favorite, well, now it's not my favorite, but as I was watching it, now, now I'm thinking about how she hasn't seen his penis yet, but like, um, <laughs> it's only been five miles. Why are, you, why are you out of breath? And I'm like, look, look, this is not a, a man who does cardio. This is a man who lifts weights. Yes. Like you, you got to get it straight. Yeah, but gonna, he'd have to do cardio do to get that, that ripped though. 
No, you don't. I don't no, know. you don't. Mm-mm. All you got to do is lift a bunch of heavy stuff, throw it down and go, uh! In fact, cardio cardio can be detrimental to... I figured they do a little bit of cardio. Not typically. I mean, okay. So well, I that's true. Like, rock. even a little bit of cardio doesn't mean that you're a marathon runner, right? I mean, right, to, right. to go long distances, that takes a very specific kind of conditioning. Right, right. Yeah, like, periodized, short bursts of cardio, listen to the fat woman tell you. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely cardio in there, but they're not you know they're not long haul running they're sprinting i don't know it was the 80s maybe they did things differently then there's just a lot jazzercise jazzercise expectations (laughs) going on with all of the people in this and that scene was weird at misfits music craig has an argument with eric and tells him what happened in the park craig is glad that aja has so much loyalty and integrity as to not reveal her bandmates identity eric's last ditch effort to try and make craig feel bad doesn't work. Eric says he wonders what Aja would think of him if she knew his sister was a misfit. Craig is furious with Eric's mind games and leaves. The misfits walk in just at the tail end of the argument between Eric and Craig. Bazaz tells Eric that this is just another one of his spectacular failures. Eric makes an excuse that Craig was useless from the beginning and he's sure Rhea still knows something. Yeah, I think he's onto something there. Jetta seems to know just the right way to bribe Rhea. Jetta steals Eric's wallet, takes the cash, and walks off. Eric is left looking quite sad, holding his extremely light wallet. And I just want to add the amazing animation in this scene because I burst out laughing when Eric is holding his wallet and he's like, and it's just like kind of dangling, and you can see how light it is. <laughs> Jenna took all of it. She didn't just take the money. She took cards. She probably took his ID. She probably, <laughs> she probably engaged in identity theft right now, which is what I love about this because Jetta like steps up and proves that she belongs in the misfits by being like, Oh, oh, mm-hmm. did you need somebody to be persuaded of something? Let me commit a felony. <laughs> this is the misfit yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Talent Search concert begins with a drum duel between Rhea Alonzo and Craig Phillips. And uh, we, we cut to a music video called Beat This, which is my favorite song by far in this episode. Yeah, it's really great. I like it. Rhea and Craig are having a drum duel, and, uh, and they really are dueling. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, like, like I said, there was some, I don't know, I, on the one hand, I was like, Okay, Craig, you get into that solo. And on the other hand, I was like, what were they doing with that animation? Um, so, but <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, he's supposed to have, like, this, like, I don't know, like, blissful look on his face or, like, really intense, or I don't even know what it was supposed to be. Um, so, I, like, I thought it was cool. Like, oh, yeah, we're showing him, we're showing them all get into it. Like, Jim is, is dancing with Aja and, um, yeah, like it, it's a good song. I like it. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, while it wasn't, I would I would say the animation was quite limited uh, in terms of uh, Craig's movements while he was actually drumming. You know, as far as the close-ups are concerned, I, I thought that the, the the few shots of him actually on the drums, the close-ups were pretty decent. I feel like overall the animation was just it was odd. I, yeah. It's just the overall like 
this is the B team animation. I, it might even be the C team, quite honestly, uh, because like you can just tell like when you do, when you have the B team and the C team, like the lines are a lot thicker. Um, they're well. I, I've even noticed the faces look different. Like even gems, the faces look different. Yeah, there's, there's they're not one consistent at all. Really early, like. Uh, in the in the scene that's not actually the first scene that Alex thought was the first scene, but in the scene where Jem and or Jerica, Aja and Kimber are talking about the concert, and there's a close up on Kimber, and she looks like an anime character all of a sudden, like she has huge eyes. So yeah, it's just, well that it's, might have been the overseas team, which which can happen. I think they were all overseas, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I, it's just it's sort of emblematic of this whole episode. But despite all that. Beat This is actually a pretty cool song. And I like the whole, I like the concept of the fact that they're like, now Craig and Rhea are going to have like a drum off, which is really cool. I kind of thought as I was watching it, I was like, oh, today this whole thing would be like a a reality TV series or it'd be like a 13 episode. Who's going to be the next Jim and the Holograms drummer? And it'd be like American Idol style where like, you know, or I guess most of most of these types of shows do it where like you text to save your favorite person. And um, and so like kind of as I was watching it in my head, I had this this kind of like modern version of of what it might look like. Yeah. It is kind of interesting, though, that they left it up to the fans to decide because, you know, that in the last conversation that Aja had with Craig, she's like, I hope that you become our drummer. I hope that you win. I'm like, lady, why don't you just go to them and be like, screw the concert. This is the one I want. Because they were part of what they were doing was the publicity. So they, I suppose. Well, yeah. it's totally but for still, the publicity. She should have just been like, no, guys, listen, we need a man we'll in the band. The vote. We need a man in this band who'll be manly back there behind me. Man. <laughs> this is the first time Aja has gotten any kind of tail in this series, let me say. So. That's always good. I don't know what else to say about that. (laughs) Well, after the music video, Jim announces to the audience that it's time to cast their vote for who they think should be the next drummer for Jim and the Holograms. An independent company will count the votes and an announcement will be made the following day. Jetta pays some thugs to break into Rhea's father's greenhouse and trash it. She asks them to bring back proof that they vandalized it. Oh, man. This just keeps getting worse and worse. Poor Rhea. Yep. Well, you know. They What's her father's name? I can't remember. They don't actually say. He's just Papa. Papa. He's Papa. Okay. And that's fine. Papa Alonso. Papa Alonso. Can I tell you how much I love? I, I said this last week. But yes. I love Papa Alonso. No, he's I great. So much. Yeah, I did too. And I was so sad. I was like, don't you mess with his orchids, you ruffians. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing I really love um, is the positive portrayal of fatherhood. Um, the, I think that a lot of the time, you know, that it's sensationalized. Um you know, we've got a lot of like single mom, deadbeat dad, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes the the involved, encouraging father is kind of left to the side. Um, so I really like seeing that. Agreed. Rhea's father is quite shaken by the vandalism on his greenhouse. It's going to cost quite a lot of money to fix it. 
Rhea looks rather despondent and seems to believe Craig is going to win the competition, so there's no point in her going to the press conference, is there? She really needs confidence. I mean, she's... Yeah, she does. We talked about this last week, and I think mm -hmm. everybody knows it, but man, she is just so hard on herself. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That is... That's a theme in this episode. I, I realized this later and we'll talk about it when we get to that part but it it is she is the is one of three women in this episode to really just not believe in themselves yep. or to have low self-esteem or low confidence and it's you know it so i guess the episode could be seen as sort of their way of saying that you should have confidence that that things are never as dire as they seem or i, I don't know but the way that they hammer the theme in, but don't, I don't, it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sad that, that she has such low confidence because she's such a talented young lady. And also her pink hair is amazing. Her, her hair. Can we talk about her hair and how heavy that has to be and how amazing it is? Yes. I mean, yes, it, it does have to be heavy because let me tell you, trying to pile all that kind of hair up on top of your head. And she has it like not mm -hmm. even fully piled, but it's like piled mm -hmm. and styled and swooping. It it must take hours. But a lot it of looks hairspray. A lot, yes, yes. The hole in the ozone layer is approximately like five percent her hairspray. Probably yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is back in the eighties when they had when aerosol or blah, aeros. Um, what's it called? Aquanet. Aerosol. Aerosol. Uh, spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You remember back then, like that? Those were super popular, and then suddenly there was like a huge push to to get rid of them. Because they were causing holes in the ozone layer, mm -hmm. but by young ladies who were trying to make their hair stand up at least a good six inches above yeah. their foreheads. Mm -hmm. yeah. And speaking those as bangs. Those speaking bangs. as one of those young ladies, sure, I'm sorry for the hole in the ozone. Well, it's, <laughs> it's it's not just them. Also, Uncle Jesse. Yes, that is true. There's That's that. true. Stormer has a talk with her brother Craig about winning the competition. Perhaps if he does win, Jem will reveal her identity to him anyway. After all, Craig wouldn't need to confess that he was the one to reveal who she really is. And I just want to say, it seems, I, I understand where Stormer's coming from, but I think it would be pretty obvious that he would right? be the one. Like, who else could it be? <laughs> like, you you are a new member <laughs> in this band, and suddenly the secret is out. Like, gee, I wonder who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally valid, because, yeah, that was my thought, too. It's like, um... A stormer, they would yeah. know. <laughs> they would figure it out. Sure. Craig tells Stormer she's too good for the misfits, but she tells them she would be nothing without them. Craig finds out that the misfits threatened to kick Stormer out of the band if she didn't persuade Craig to help them. Craig leaves as if he's on a mission, perhaps to do something to help his sister. He looks like he's about to go beat somebody up, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> perhaps. We'll see. He certainly has the physical build for that. Right, all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once again, we have Stormer saying that, you know, she needs the misfits, that she'll be nothing without them. And that's really sad because Stormer's quite talented. Stormer's the one who writes most of the music. So it's, you know, just, just the fact that she... She's very much like Rhea. I mean, she's obviously the most talented in the group, like you said, because she writes a lot of the music. And you remember in the last episode, she uh, in the last episode she said, 
you know, if we add a saxophone player, it'll make the band sound fuller and we'll have more complex music. Mm-hmm. She's the most like actual, mu- actually Musician. musical mm-hmm. of them all. Um, you know, Pizzazz just wants to do stuff because then she'll be popular and whatever. And Roxy is running away from her horrible upbringing and is driven by a desire to make something of herself. But she doesn't care which way she makes something of herself. I think that, you know, playing guitar just seemed like a decent way. She probably fell in with like, those guys, like she probably fell in with Glenn Danzig, quite honestly. But um, Stormer clearly is actually a musician who cares about music. She clearly comes from a musical family, so it is it is really interesting that even though you know she has all that going for her, she has such low self esteem. And who knows where it comes from? Because I don't know, like I don't know, I don't think we ever learned anything about her parents. But her brother is really positive, and her brother is really supportive. So why is she so? down on herself i wonder it's interesting well and possibly it's because she's the sweet one and so because she is actually sweet and actually a good person on the inside unlike some other people um you know just being beaten down by people who are less sweet than she is Mm -hmm. i actually have a question about Rhea's brother because i i wasn't entirely clear that he was her brother because it didn't seem like he had any kind of you know like latino accent wait what are you talking about well i'm confused the the scene um when rea's father discovers that the uh, uh the greenhouse is is like ransacked and she goes off uh like you know just before she leaves to uh go to miss smith's music uh there's that that young boy next to her is like well why don't you why don't you go to the press conference and he didn't have an accent so i wasn't sure if was he an employee or was that her brother i don't remember i think he's a brother brother probably this is weird that her father and her have a bit of a kind of a spanish accent but well you know maybe their mother was like you mijo you have to go out and get rid of your accent so that you have better opportunities Great. Which is a thing that Perhaps. is sometimes said right. to to uh, uh, kids of first generation immigrants. Their parents are like, you have to lose the accent so that you can assimilate better, so that you know you can you can go farther in America. Which is I, it's unfortunate. It is. I I even have a well, uh, I had a friend who grew up in South Korea, and her children do not know Korean because she did not want them like they were American children and that was not a thing that was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plus like, since we've already seen that her mother is overly worried about what young ladies do and do not do, she probably is just like, Oh, well, Rhea will just get married. Yeah. Rhea is going to join a band. She's going to tour the world and she's going to kick people's butts is what Rhea is going to do. Go Rhea. Well, speaking of Rhea, she shows up at Misfits Music and begs Eric Raymond to help her financially, since her father's nursery was destroyed. Eric agrees, but only if Rhea can divulge Jem's identity. Rhea gets really close to saying who Jem really is, but then notices Jetta has one of her father's orchids in her hair, which was, pr- I gotta say, that's really careless of Jetta. Rookie. Yeah, rookie mistake. Well- Mm-hmm. Well, I think it speaks to not carelessness as much as arrogance. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. So arrogant that she, I guess, figured that she wouldn't catch on. Or yeah. 
or even that Rhea wouldn't come or lack of foresight. I don't know. But sure. Combination yeah, of I'm, those I'm things. Sure it's com- yeah, exactly. Well, Rhea's furious, obviously. And I love that uh, they bothered to animate her pulling Jetta's hair. So great. I know. That was amazing. I was yeah. like, you go, Rhea. You yanked that. You just snatched that. Snatch that wig. Snatch it. Yeah. And uh, Eric tries to disavow any knowledge or involvement in the crime uh, because obviously like who else could be responsible for it but in, in this instant uh it was jetta that you know had the idea for this anyways because she stole eric's money she's like i'll take care of this right so i guess technically eric is not responsible but you know what though once again jetta proves herself to be a true misfit because she immediately pawns it right off on eric she's oh, like oh absolutely for it. It's like, mm-hmm, of course that's what you got to do you, you fun- he funded it stuff. so he's partially responsible that's right you yeah. set it up and when it falls down blame eric that's totally yeah. the misfits way well Rhea tells eric that even if she didn't have a cent to her name she wouldn't accept any financial support from him and she leaves and when she does that craig uh we actually see him eavesdropping the entire time on the conversation and he waits for just the right moment for Rhea to leave he walks in and threatens eric to make an anonymous donation to Rhea's father to obviously compensate him for the for the damages eric doesn't seem intimidated by craig until craig throws him into his chair grabs his desk lamp and ties it around his neck and eric suddenly is like uh, maybe i've been a bit uh a bit insensitive here uh this is once again fredo fredo like how are you gonna <laughs> let craig phillips toss you around like that eric raymond because he knows he can't call his brothers and be like i need you to take care of this guy because it'd be like what what did he do to you ray ray did he throw you in a chair did he tie your own lamp around your neck you're pathetic Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I have, I have a headcanon and it's getting more detailed every minute. Nice. Well, we welcome it here. So. And I know, I know I shouldn't be like, yes, violence. Uh, but oh my God, I loved it. Like, it's Spotlight. the first time, it's the first time I really have seen someone like really, really stand up to Eric and the Misfits. Yeah, definitely. Like, yes. just. Just like way down the it. line, like this is not a thing that's happening here. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's not like he put Craig? a gun to his head, but I mean, sure. Can I mean, technically, because he's so great. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, I love I how Eric handed Craig a wad of cash from that money box, but he's like, "Is this enough? Will this cover?" And I like how Craig actually like just sticks his hand in the box and grabs every last bit of cash that he has. <laughs> So also, great. you notice what else was in that cash box? No, I didn't. Rings. Yeah. Women's rings. Oh, that's weird. Why does Eric have a whole bunch uh, of is he a cre- he's got some weird creepo psychopath like uh trophy oh my God. thing? Oh my god, that's how he gets his money. He dates older women. He dates older women. Oh, that's it. Oh that is totally it. <laughs> You've hit on it. Like the crime family is like, no, like you're a screw up. There's nothing I can do for you anymore. Do not call me ever again. And he's like, what do I do? Older woman. That you're so right. You're so right. It's amazing. I love after that scene where he intimidates Eric. I love how Craig says, I don't know why, but Stormer thinks she can't make it without you. So treat her right, because if you toss her out of the misfits, you'll answer to me personally. 
He's going to beat them all up. They are scared shitless. Because especially, uh, they re- really reinforce how scared they are when he walks out and uh, and, he, and he runs into his sister uh, as she gets off the elevator and he tells her everything is going to be fine and tells her to take care of herself. And uh, uh, yeah, I just, I, I really love that because in that scene, you actually see Eric and, and the Misfits, they kind of like just look down the hallway and he's like everything's gonna be fine right and they're like why yes craig all in unison Mm -hmm. it's amazing like do not mess with this guy he's he-man with blue hair Mm -hmm. at the talent search press conference jem is about to announce the winner of the competition at the last moment we see craig backstage where he tells aja he has to pull out at the last moment to take care of some personal matters. Craig tells Aja that he's moving back to Europe to avoid conflicts and promises to explain everything to her someday. This entire oh scene seems so rushed and so weird. Like, you, you're going weird. back to Europe. You can't go, like, move to another city, move to another state. Well, because, see, if he moves to another city, he might accidentally see Aja, or he might go, wait... I have to go back for her or something. Or maybe it's just that like, cause you know, when we first meet him, he does say that he doesn't, he doesn't work if he can help it. But you know, in America we have to work, but apparently in Europe, you don't have to work. Maybe he lives on the, I dole. never understood. Is he a dr- like a drifter? Like how does he live? How does he survive? Oh, he's probably just like a gig, a gig musician, uh, you know, he yeah, just like a session, like a session drummer, yeah, just for a session hire. drummer, or just, you know, when like, you know, the fake Bruce Springsteen and fake and Lena Lerner come to town, they don't have their own <laughs> bands. And so, well, no, fake Bruce Springsteen does have, he has his own drummer, but like Lena Lerner doesn't have a band. She just no. has those weird ladies with those weird things in their hair. So when Lena Lerner comes to town, she's like, I gotta find me somebody to play some drums. And then. They're like, oh, you call Craig Phillips. He's really great. And he has blue hair. She's like, I like me some blue hair people. And then, so that's that's how Craig makes his money. That's perfect. Excellent. <laughs> and this, again, we have a scene where it's like, if you would just get over yourself and tell her what's up. Right. I just, it'll be okay. I don't understand, like, why it would be some sort of devastating news to be like, well, okay, so my sister is in a group that, like, hates your group. Um, because then at least you could say, this is why I can't really be in your group, because it would just be awkward. And they'd be like, oh, you do have a point. It would kind of be awkward. And everybody would part with an understanding but a sad and heavy heart. Yeah. Yep. But instead, drama. Yep. Well, there's more drama to come. Liz Stratton is making life difficult for Shayna, as always, as she turns her latest design revisions down once again, saying her co-star still looks more glamorous than her. Shayna has finally had it up to here with Stratton. Shayna stands up for herself and her work, and, and she actually says, Miss Stratton, I won't do less than my best for anyone. You don't want a designer. You want a flunky to feed your ego. I quit. Finally! Shayna's angry black woman came out, but you know that she only came out because now the plot is like, oh, finally, you can let your angry black woman come out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the plot caught up to her. She's like, wait a minute. The plot says I don't have to be here no more. You can just go F yourself, lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, 
did we miss the part where was it, I don't I don't remember if it was Jem or Jerica called and um and she was like I'm too busy I can't talk but we did we no did that was that at part. the beginning what we what we did miss that though was, the, was the fact that after Craig drops out they announce that Ray is the winner we didn't do that part we should probably go back uh, yeah well that hasn't been announced yet no it hasn't. Oh my god, you're right. I totally did not write down that they announced that she's... Yeah, of course, because he dropped out of the competition of who else is going to win. Well, no, no. Well, but no. Then, no, that's not what happened. See, all right, I'm going to narrate this next I part, just watched right? this like an hour ago. Whatever, I'm narrating it. <laughs> so after, you know, Craig you know, tells Aja that he's going to... He's dropping out because things are about to get complicated and da da da. And Aja, for some reason, like takes off her random white scarf and gives it to him. She's like, "Take this and remember me." And I'm like, "Aja, did you buy that at Target? Like, what is this? Like, this scarf doesn't even have a pattern. Whatever." Anyway, moving on. So then Rhea, though, gets upset because she's like, "But if you drop out of the competition, um, then I'll win by default. But it won't mean that I'll actually win." And Craig says, like, the sweetest thing to her, like, this is why I want, like, why didn't Craig stick around? Like, Craig could replace Rio. He could kill Rio. And yeah, he should be the new stage manager. Yes, he should. But um, because what he says to her, is, he says, like, Rhea, you are such a talented person. And someday you're going to realize how talented you really are. And I think that Jim and the holograms are going to help you realize that. Like, he's so sweet to her. And then out on the stage, like all this is happening backstage. And then out on the stage, Jim is like, the results were close, but fair. And the winner is Rhea. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Rhea and they're hugging and so it turns out that Rhea didn't ha even have to worry anyway because she was gonna win and yay and also her father is out there in the audience he's like yay that's my daughter and I'm like oh, I love you Papa you're yep. the best he's the best father he is so it's really great don't go Craig don't go I know yeah okay that, that's good thanks Stinky for filling in the gaps there I should have written that down but that the it, it Whatever, Alex. Me. Your notes are usually like spot on. It's kind of nice for once to be like, "Hang on." Yeah. So uh, we we cut to a quick moment between Shayna and Anthony. This is just after Shayna quits the production, and they have a little talk. And Anthony suggests that she go back to the holograms, but Shayna says they already have a new drummer, and they obviously don't want her back. Oh my god! Yeah, doesn't she say like they they kicked her out? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes they she kicked does. her out. <laughs> like Shayna, yeah. that's not. Oh I was god. watching that Shayna. That is not what happened. It's like, not what happened. But but you know what? This this actually goes. It's it's actually very much in character. At least like with the the thing that they're building here with her having such low confidence. You know that that she sees what happened in such a negative light that she's like built it up in her mind to that how they kicked her out instead of just them being like oh you should go and follow your dreams but 
I have to say, it's mostly because, once again, they did not even ask her if she wanted to go. Like, nobody had a conversation with Shayna about what she wanted. No one yeah. ever, ever, ever does. And it's so frustrating. Let's, yeah. I, I, I agree. We can talk more about that at, at the end when it, when it wraps that, that aspect of the, the story. But, uh, backstage at the press conference, Jem is almost caught changing into Jerrica behind the curtains. Rhea rushes backstage and stops her, but Jem looks a bit surprised as clearly she had no idea Rhea knew who she really was. And in, in a private dressing room, Rhea explains the entire situation, how she first discovered Jem's identity, and that Eric was behind the destruction of her father's nursery. And of course, the holograms aren't entirely surprised because they know exactly, you know, who Eric is and what kind of person he is. Jem uh, is also very thankful and proud to have Rhea in the group, not only because of her talent, but because of her sense of loyalty and respect for Jem's privacy. You know, Rhea found out that Jem and Jerrica were the same person within five minutes of meeting her and was already like running interference and saving her uh, from getting discovered two weeks after meeting her. The misfits have been trying to find out who Jem is for like a year. So either Jem is just really sloppy and lucky or the misfits really suck at detecting. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it might be a little bit of both. I'm just like, you know, five minutes. She she met the woman and five minutes later she knew her damn secret. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious, actually. Yeah. The holograms head to Starlight Mansion where they meet up with Anthony. He explains Shayna's situation that she quit the production of Liz Stratton's movie and that she thought the band didn't want her back. The holograms explain it was all a miscommunication and that they actually pretended that they wanted her to go so she could follow her dream. Uh, This was exactly what Shayna wanted to hear from her best friends and luckily for the holograms she was hiding behind the door the entire time. Shayna Shayna is finally reunited with her bandmates and is welcomed back but Rhea leaves and is looking left out. She actually goes right home and nobody (laughs) because they they literally like oh Shayna quit her other job she can join the band again like this is where you're supposed to think like she's right there you guys yeah Uh, that was weird but also just this whole thing where you have to hide behind a door in order to hear what your friends really think about you like this is this so oh this is such a mess it's such a mess they're like of course we miss Shayna but I'm like communication I feel like even though the show doesn't really seem to be saying communicate better by actually saying what you mean, uh, that is really the takeaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Communication is just a, it's such a re- reoccurring theme, which is all of these relationships that these people have. Especially with Jim slash Jerrica and Rio, which is so incredibly problematic. We wrap with Rhea looking rather lonely, sitting by her drum set in the garage of her home. Her father comes by to see her and is happy to have received an anonymous donation in the mail, just enough money to cover the damages to his nursery. Rhea explains to her father that the holograms don't need her anymore now that Shayna is back. 
But to Rhea's surprise, Gem and the Holograms pull up to her driveway and tell her they need her as the drummer in the band. When Rhea's, uh, when Rhea questions how Shayna will fit in, Shayna tells her that she's happy to play her guitar again, and we uh, end on a music video called uh, All's Right with the World. The guitar, I remember how the very first scene just circled around. Just circled back around, yeah. and Shayna wanted to play it. <laughs> I see what they did there. I see you. But at least, you know, it is a happy ending. At least everybody's happy Shayna gets to play that horrendous lightning bolt shaped guitar um, and not a bass, even though they desperately need one. Mm-hmm. But it's great because now they're going to sing All's Right With The World, which is actually, I like this song. However, did you all watch the video all the way through? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What the heck happened in the middle of the video? <laughs> Uh, like, middle? Oh, God, no, I don't remember. It was perfectly... Okay, oh, so see? So it, was, it started out perfectly normally. Like, they're all jamming with Rhea in her garage. And it's, like, very cute because, you know, like, earlier, like, somebody made fun of her for being a girl who jams in her garage. And now, like, she and her, like, internationally famous band are jamming in her garage. That's great. But then we pull back from the garage, and suddenly they're, like... It's choo-choo train. They're, but first they're like stardust or moonbeams, and then they dance in sync, and then they're in the clouds, and then a train track comes over the clouds, and then a train comes, and they all run to get on the train, mm-hmm. and they get on the train, and then the train disappears, and they slide back down to Earth on a sparkly rainbow. And I was like... Did I not take enough drugs for the middle of this this video? I feel, I feel like that with a lot of them, though. I mean, like, remember the first, it's like the first episode or the second episode, and all of a sudden they're like, Gem and Rhea were diving into this cave, and it's full of jewels underneath That's the true. thing, and there are dolphins and oh, a hot air balloon. They're riding they're a unicorn. Right, like, like a unicorn runs up a rainbow, right, and then sprouts wings and flies away. Yeah, yeah so it's like, all pretty hilarious. A precedent of like, did I take my drugs, or did I just ingest I drugs somehow? But it, it was just—I guess it's because it's weird. Well, this whole show is one big acid trip. So, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. No, <laughs> you've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. Uh, if you'd like to follow your hosts, uh, Aline Sims is on Twitter at at Aline A L E E N. Couldn't be simpler than that. And uh, you can find uh, her other podcast at less than or equal dot com. Actually, that I think Actually. now goes to Relay. Relay, relay dot FM. FM. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so her podcast has now moved to the uh, Relay FM network. So that's Relay dot FM forward slash uh, LTOE. T-O-E. Yep. You've made it to the big times. In fact, uh, she times. just announced actually before we started, this is going to be her last episode because she's she's too popular now. She's a celebrity, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, yeah, we're it's beneath true. her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna go roll in my. Millions of podcasting dollars. Right. As yeah, soon like as just a here. big vault, and you just dive in and swim around in the money, just yeah, like, like uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. 
And uh, K Tempest Bradford, uh, check out all her writing at ktempestbradford.com. You'll find links to all of her various social media uh, things, including Twitter. And she's on uh, Twitter at, uh, at Tiny Tempest. Which is, uh, which is pretty easy. And of course, the lovely gem rewatch, which she does every week, typically Mondays, I think at five o'clock, right? No, no, no. Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, at... 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, actually, it tends to be right before we record this podcast because I'm, I'm rewatching gem yes. for the purpose of this podcast, but I, I also Makes live tweet it. And I have a lot of fun and I, I beg Craig, please, please come back. Like mm, force please. Rio into the basement, and you you can be Jem's boyfriend, or actually Rhea's father would. I, I pointed this out on the Jem rewatch for this episode. Rhea's father would actually make a really great boyfriend for Jem, and I know he already has a wife, but but Jerica could teach him about polyamory. <laughs> He's too old for her. It's true, he is no. not. He is yeah. he is an experienced gentleman. And you know what? I kind of feel like <laughs> Jerica, Let me show you how to make a Spanish cuisine. What the heck? Was that? I don't even know what that accent. That was like a weird hot. <laughs> that was a weird hodgepodge of like Italian and Spanish. Uh, but anyway, I just I'm all, I'm all for Team Papa Alonso. Uh, I'm also Team Craig. Yep, agreed. <laughs> Oh god, my my brain is going into weird, dirty places. Okay, never mind. You have to talk about <laughs> yourself now. Uh, yes, I'm Alex Knight. You can find my writing on zerodistraction.com and also on Twitter at zerodistraction as well. Uh, if you'd like to show your support for the show, you can go to hologramradio.org and click the donate button, give a few bucks or whatever you feel comfortable with. If you'd like to leave feedback for your host uh, you'll find an email address there as well you'll find links to amazon uk uh, us and canada and uh, if you click on any of those links it's the exact same shopping experience you know in love with amazon except uh, that we get a small commission of every sale so please do that helps us keep the show free and last but not least please do take a moment to leave a rating for us on itunes we would sincerely appreciate that it really does help other people find the show other like-minded gem fans find the show we're also on twitter of course at gem podcast we're uh, on facebook as well at gem podcast and i think that's about it so next week what are we going oh, to be talking about we are done with the, the two-parters yes well at least for now but we're going to be talking about episode three, Scandal, The Scandal, which is one of my favorite episodes. Like basically, now that we've gotten into season two, there are way more like really super awesome episodes, I think. Um, many of my favorite episodes are season two, which is why I was so excited that we finally got here with Jetta, who I love, and Rhea, who I love, um, and, and Scandal is is and sean comes back like it's more kipper boyfriend drama oh it's so amazing it's so wonderful it's gonna be great oh good indeed well i only have one question for you uh tempest do you love a scandal i love a scandal i love a scandal a juicy juicy scandal mm. well we'll have to see how that plays out so until next week show's over synergy <laughs> <laughs>